All right, this is it. My name's Jeff Kay, and you're listening to episode 290 of the world-famous West Virginia Surf Report podcast. Back broadcasting once again from deep, deep underneath a nondescript home in suburban Pennsylvania. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for streaming and all that jazz. Hope you guys are doing well. It's a beautiful day. Oh my God! It could be. It's it's it's, it's like tailor made. It's like something out of a storybook. <laughs> There's a little bit of fall in the air, but it's not cold. It's got it's just a little bit of crispness, and that gives me hope. I, I, there have been some ducks flying over. I don't know if they're ducks. I don't think they're ducks. I don't know why I keep calling them ducks. <laughs> what are they, geese? I don't know what the hell. Anyway, they have. I've, I've heard them. I haven't actually seen them. I've heard the... You know all that shit? <laughs> I've heard it, so that's a good sign. It feels like fall is... Right around the corner, right, right. It, it, it's coming, and it feels great outside, and I love it. I love this kind of the, the this time of year when it goes from just oppressive, demoralizing, just grinds you into the ground, heat and humidity, and everything's just hazy, and it's just a terrible, terrible time of year. And then suddenly, bam, there's a everything's clear. There's no haze. The haze is gone. There's a crispness in the air. Ah, it's a relief and it's wonderful. <laughs> My favorite time of year. I, you know, I ranked. I've, I've ranked the seasons many times. I, I made some adjustments recently. For years, it was uh, fall, spring, winter, summer. <laughs> okay, that was what it was for for decades, right? Recently, I've adjusted that. I've made some adjustments to my list. Now it's fall, spring, summer, winter. Now winter is at the bottom of my list. You know why? Because it sucks. It's no good. You know, I just I don't like hot weather, and uh, that's why I did it that way. And um, so the the hot, I like I don't like the extremes, which puts uh, summer and winter at the bottom, and I and I like the like the cool better than the hot, so that's why I did it that way. But I don't like I can't stand the the winter because of the the, the constant uh, snow and ice. I don't you know I, I work forty miles from here and I don't want to I don't want to have to worry about that even when it's not doing anything. There's a the constant concern about it. I'm not driving down there huh, anyway. So anyway, that's my ranking. All right, I don't want to get controversial. Uh, right out of the gate here. And I don't want to, you know, make people full of fury. <laughs> but that's the way I rank them. Fall, spring, summer, winter. Winter's at the bottom. You, are you with me on this? I, I, I need to know. Um, all right. So tomorrow in the morning, 
as I record this, I'm going to go, I'm driving to West Virginia. This thing sneaked up on me. You know, I'm like, I don't I'm, Suddenly, I'm like, oh, my God, that, that trip, like I did last time, and then I got canceled. So this one, the last time I tried to go down there to the motherland, it got canceled because of work. This time it's going to happen, I, I think, unless something happens today, which, <laughs> you know, anything's possible. But tomorrow, me and the older boy are going to head on down to to West Virginia, good old West Virginia, the motherland, and uh, visit my parents for a few days. I'm gonna We're leaving on Thursday morning. We're coming back on Sunday morning. It's a long, long drive. And uh, I don't look forward to the drive, and I don't know what we're going to It seems like there, it's, it's, a, it's a pact. I mean, they got all kinds of stuff planned. <sighs> well, some of it's some, you know, some, my doings. I want to take the older boy to uh, Budget Tapes and Records. I don't think he's ever been there. It's my old stomping ground. I mean, it's not really a record store anymore. They, they, they call themselves a lifestyle emporium. That means... They have all kinds of crap in there. They have a bunch of clothing and, like, ladies' clothing in there, which obviously doesn't have any, you know, that's not really in my wheelhouse. They also have a lot of, you know, bongs and that kind of stuff, like uh, paraphernalia for the, for, the, for the marijuana folk. Also not in my wheelhouse. And then they have, they have a section in there of, uh, you know, Adult stuff, or you know, like basically like uh, dildos and things like, that. <laughs> you know, things along those lines. Like a lot of stuff like that. Maybe like a flashlight. You know, I don't know. I'm sure they have. You know, also not. I'm not going to be going in there. I'm not going to be buying anything in that section. That shit's never going to happen. So there's a lot of it that doesn't really pertain to me. They do have some records though, and they have some CDs, and they have you know some. I don't know. They have doodads like magazines, like rock magazines, and that you know. So there's a little bit you can go. I want to. I just want to take him in there because that's where I used to. Back when it was a real record store, back in the late '70s into the '80s, I lived in that place. You know, I was in there all the time, literally like four days a week sometimes. And and um, there's a guy that works there. He he used to work there back when I was going in there. Still there, <laughs> he's like running the place now. So anyway, I want I want to take him down there, and um, I want to go. Uh, I want to go to Hillbilly Hot Dogs. You know, that's uh, I haven't been there in a long time. The place is fantastic. I'll post photographs on the on, on the gram on the Instagram. That's what we call it when you know to us folks in the in the know. We call it the gram. <laughs> I've never heard that before in my life. Anyway, so I'll post if you if you want to check out Instagram, my Instagram. You know, I'll post some pictures. But uh, you know, we're, and there's some other stuff. I don't know. There's there's like some kind of. I t- uh, my dad said there's like some kind of Dunbar Fall Festival. Eh, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But uh, anyway, it's gonna be a quickie visit. It's gonna be in and out. My dad's stressing out. You know, if it was just me, he wouldn't be so stressed out. But they, whenever the kids are involved, they're like stress. They're like, oh, my God, we have to make sure that they have every food that they like. We have to have everything planned out. We can't allow them to get bored. You know, they, they, they just like get all up in their head. I said, don't worry about it. God, 
And um, he goes, because every, when I get there, every time they, my dad makes me a hot bologna, West Virginia round steak, a hot bologna sandwich, which is a West Virginia delicacy. It's a thick slice of bologna, right? Cooked or heated and, you know, not really, it's not fried or anything, but it's cooked in a, a barbecue sauce of some sort. Various people have different recipes. Some people make it real hot, like spicy, you know. I don't like it that super hot, but, you know, it's cooked in some kind of, it's heated up in some kind of a barbecue sauce concoction. And then you put it on these, uh, the big buns, you know, like the big uh, deli buns with uh, whatever you want on it. Uh, You know, lettuce, tomato, and it's good. And you can get those in like, you can get those in restaurants, like or not restaurants, but you can like like you know like a like a Dairy Queen or something, those kind of places, or you can go into like uh, like you know pool rooms or beer joints or something. You know what I mean? Those kind of places, little diners, little mom and pop diners. They all have hot bologna in West Virginia. So anyway, so he was like, "Well, he will he eat hot bologna?" I said, "I don't know." I said, "Well." If he won't, he can go to frickin' Hardee's or something. I don't know. I mean, they're like, no, no, no. I said, don't worry about it. God. I said, if he doesn't want to eat the hot bologna, then, you know, he can have something, you know, make him a ham sandwich or something. God. And they're like all, they're like all stressed about it, which is the way they do things. They're like, uh, uh, you like lemon pie, right? I'm like, what the... Yes, it's established for the last 50 years. For 50 years, I've, I, I'm a big fan of the lemon meringue pie, okay? I don't understand why every time I go down there, they have to confirm it. For 50 years, <laughs> it's well known, it's established that I'm a big fan of lemon meringue pie, Right? And every year, every time I go down there, now, I just want to make sure, you do like lemon pie, right? Anyway, they're, they're making themselves crazy. If it was just me, it wouldn't be like this. I mean, they would, I mean, I'm not saying they don't, they wouldn't give two shits about it, but it would be way de-escalated, you know? The fact that the boy is involved, that, that puts an added pressure on him. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. We're driving tomorrow. It's a long, long, long drive. It's a, it, it's a soul crusher. But then we'll be there Friday, Saturday, and then we'll leave come to come back home Sunday morning. And that'll be good. It'll be quick. There's a lot packed in. We'll see how it goes. Um, I don't know. <laughs> you know, you'll get a full report when I get back. Um, so we're doing that tomorrow. Uh... And Zip is going to turn this around real fast for us so I can get this thing posted before I go home or before we before I go home. Yeah, Tony and I used to get in arguments about that. I used to call, or I still do, I call West Virginia home. And she goes, that's not your home. You know, I said, yes, it is. She goes, your home is where your family lives. I said, your home is where you grew up. She goes, no, you know, we get in this big, ar- not a big argument. We're going back and forth on it, you know. What do you think about that? <laughs> You're with me? I mean, when I go home, that's West Virginia. That's always going to be West Virginia. I told you, I've been living here almost as long as I lived there. 
which is bizarre to me because it feels like I haven't been here that long. And it feels like I was in West Virginia for a long, long time. That's no, re- you know, that's no reflection on West Virginia. It's just that I was young, you know, and time moved way slower. And now it just like clips by, uh, I mean, just cranks by on an accelerated clip. So anyway, we're doing that tomorrow. <sighs> um, let's see. In my notes here, I got, um, well, I have three calls that came in on the hotline. We'll get to those in a few um, but I had a couple things I wanted to talk about first. Um, did you see this story? This is I don't usually do like uh, current events. <laughs> this is a little off the wall though. Did you see this story about this? Uh, they're they're having some kind of big chess tournament in St. Louis, <laughs> which just seems bizarre. That, you know, when you think about it, some kind of giant international uh, chess tournament. You don't really think of St. Louis. I mean, at least I don't. What do I know about it? I don't, I don't know anything about it. But uh, uh, first of all, uh, right, right out of the gate, I'm like, St. Louis? What the? But anyway, it's this big, giant, international chess tournament. And I guess there's this guy who's like the undisputed, supposedly the best chess player ever in the world or something. I don't know. He's like, you know, the top dog in, in, in the chess world. He gets knocked out of the tournament early, in, in early rounds, by this guy who has a reputation for uh, cheating. Supposedly he's banned, banned for life from chess.com. <laughs> like, I don't know what, I don't know what the hell, because for cheating. He's, he, he's, a, he's a known chess cheater, right? So he beats him in the early rounds, like the best chess player in the world. And everybody thinks he, he's, he, he was cheating somehow. And this is the theory. You ready for this? I mean, this is a, this, these, these matches are supposedly uh, televised live. So it'd be hard to cheat. I don't know who watches chess on TV. I don't know what channel this is. But anyway, supposedly... It, it, it's broadcast live, so it'd be hard to cheat at chess, right? All right, the theory is this guy's wearing vibrating socks. Have you have you heard about this? He's wearing vibrating socks, and they, somebody's watching, one of his accomplices. Uh, the grandmaster, when the grandmaster makes a move... They they crunch it. They put it into some kind of computer program, and they run all the scenarios. And they and then they quickly tell him what the perfect counter move would be, uh, communicating to him through his vibrating socks. Did you hear about this? They think that that's what he's doing. They think he's wearing vibrating socks, and he's got accomplices communicating to him. Through through his socks, <laughs> I was like, "What the?" I mean, this is like this is insane. I mean, if this is true, this is like the greatest thing. They need to make a movie out of this, you know. But anyway, I guess it's a big controversy, and the guy's like, "I I will do a rematch, completely nude." What do you think about that? He'll probably have some kind of like vibrating bulb up his ass or something. <laughs> I don't know how he would do it. Like the chair would vibrate or something. I don't know. He probably has. He probably have some kind of like, you know, like some kind of a, I don't know. 
something something to do with his. I mean, I don't. There there'd probably still be a way to do it. The guy's sitting there naked. I mean, I don't know. The whole thing's like spiraled down. The guy left. The grandmaster stormed out in in, a, in fury. You know. And um, left the country, I guess. He left St. Louis, that hotbed of chess activity. I mean, that's the center of the world. When it comes to chess, St. Louis, Missouri <laughs> is where it's all about. I don't like when people put the state on there. Uh, I know this girl, woman, who was like, I'm, go- I'm getting ready to fly down to Atlanta, Georgia. I'm like, I don't think you need to put the Georgia on there. I mean, that's not necessary. I think people know. I mean, there might be other Atlantas, but they're they're they pale in stature to the one in Georgia. I mean, there might be an Atlanta, Arkansas, or there might be an Atlanta, uh, New Mexico. I don't know, but you know, I mean, it's, it's you know, you can say those states when you're saying the the one in Georgia. You know, you you can just say Atlanta. You don't need to put that. But if you are talking about, you know, Atlanta, Montana, <laughs> I used to love that show, Atlanta, Montana. Um, if you're talking about Atlanta, Montana, then you can say that. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, <laughs> tangent. So anyway, that hotbed of activity. I mean, the, the center of the chess universe, St. Louis, Missouri, right? Not St. Louis, uh, Vermont. All right. You know, you, know, you know what I'm saying? So the vibrating socks, I don't know. Maybe he should have had his underwear vibrating. I don't know. Then he might get aroused or something. And then it causes other complications. I don't know. I, I'm, over, I'm overthinking this thing. Or maybe not thinking about it enough. That's probably more likely. The other story, the, the, the breaking news. Yesterday I read this article. It was great. It was about uh, King Charles, the newly, the newly crowned. I don't know if he's been crowned, but he's official. Uh, King of England, uh, Charles, you know, the former Prince Charles, the artist formerly known as Prince Charles. He, uh, he has, he, I guess he's, he has a reputation for being just like a pampered, you know, uh, little, little Lord Fauntleroy, you know, demands everything, very demanding, very fussy, you know, one of these guys, kind of like a diva, you know. Sort of like uh, what you would think, I don't know, you know, one of those, uh, I don't know, I can't think of anybody, but you know, you know, like those singers, you know, those those singers, those female singers that sound like a car alarm going off, you know, one of those, there's, there's many of them, Celine Dion, that kind of thing. When they start, when they start singing, it just sounds like, sounds like there's some kind of air raid. Maybe like the the Chinese are, are are finally coming in and invading the U.S. or something. Sort of like that. So this guy has all these, uh, has all these demands. And there's this great article in the New York Post. I'll link to it. It's fantastic, where it has uh, uh, some of the some of his demands. It says his pajamas, is it pajamas or pajamas? Pajamas are pressed every morning. His shoelaces, his shoelaces are pressed flat with an iron. He demands that his shoelaces, his shoestrings, be ironed. <laughs> he, 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 uh, I've never even heard of such a thing. <laughs> and I, here I've been walking around with these wrinkly laces. For all my life, I didn't even think about it. I didn't know you could iron shoelaces. 
or shoestrings. What the? I mean, you talk about. All right, so he demands that his shoelaces are pressed flat with an iron. The bath plug has to be a cert- in a certain position. The bath plug? What the, what the hell's this? Has to be in a certain position, and the water temperature has to be tepid. <laughs> that's, the, that's the phrase. That's the word. Has to be tepid. And it has to be the tub has to be only half full. Who who takes a bath? That's disgusting. Sitting in and you're sitting like submerged in a in a bowl of your own ass, uh, you know, ass broth. <laughs> that's that's gross. That, that, but I guess he takes a bath. All right, and, and it has to be tepid, and all this, and and the bath plug has to be in a certain position always. And also, uh, one of his valet, or his valet, which they pronounce valet on Downton Abbey, which I don't know. I mean, we call it, we say valet. I guess over there they call it valet. The king has, has his valet squeeze one inch of toothpaste onto his toothbrush every morning. So he doesn't even put his own toothpaste on his toothbrush Perhaps it's too taxing. I don't know. I don't know what the reason is, but he doesn't want to deal with it. He wants somebody else to deal with it. Somebody else, his valet, is squeezed one inch of toothpaste onto his toothbrush every morning. All right. Um, He also travels with a, quote, breakfast box that has all his favorite stuff in it, including six different uh, very specific types of honey. <laughs> he travels with this all wherever he goes because he he's very uh, very particular. Six different types of very specific types of honey. Uh, some special mueslis. What the? And um, his dried fruit and anything that's a bit special that he is a bit fussy about. Sounds like everything. Sounds like he's fussy about everything. He's, he also insists his cheese and biscuits be warmed at a certain temperature at the end of meals and makes his staff keep a warming tray nearby since he's particular about everything. All right. So he, ca- he travels with his breakfast box, right, that has all his honeys in it. What the? And his, t- and his shoestrings are like, how dare you allow me to go out with these uh, wrinkled shoestrings, you know? And where's my mueslis, right? Anyway, and um, so then, let's see what else. Uh, travels with his own pictures and all this stuff. And um, oh, and I'll, here's my favorite. He 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 also he reportedly travels with his own toilet seat. <laughs> he brings his own toilet seat with him. I guess he has his staff install it. Swap out the other toilet seat that's there already. Install his own toilet seat, and um, and brings his own special brand of toilet paper, which is called Kleenex Velvet. <laughs> what the hell's this? I've never seen this. What is Kleenex Velvet? So I don't know. This guy's uh, this guy's running wide open. This King Charles, the one with the ears, as as one of my coworkers called him. Is that the one with the ears? 
Anyway, he, he, he travels with his own toilet seat. He, 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 I guess he wipes his ass <laughs> with Kleenex velvet and nothing else. Nothing else. He iron. He has his 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 his, his shoestrings ironed every day. Uh, he has a breakfast box with his honeys in it. Uh, his uh, bathtub plug has to be in a certain position, and and the water has to be tepid. What the what what the hell? I'd like to see this guy like just say I'd like to see this guy like if you would just like parachute him into like uh, I don't know like 1980 Dunbar, West Virginia, like stick him in like a, you know like the real world, you know you know I I see how see how these demands you know would go over in in, in the world I lived in, <laughs> you know you know what I'm saying. Anyway, I found that to be uh, uh, hilarious. All right, that's what I had on my list here. I got three calls, which I appreciate. I made a call out. I said, we need more calls. And three folks called in, which is fantastic. I urge all of you to do that. The number, 570-290-8151. That's the number to call in. So give us a call. This first one is from Steve in Dallas, and here it is. Hey, Jeff. Steve in Dallas, Texas. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Hey, I got a couple questions for you. First, though, I want to thank you for introducing me to Phil Hendry. I learned about you back when you had a website where you uh, compared reality versus advertising on uh, fast food. That will probably give you a date of when I first encountered you. And then I started following you, and I learned about Phil Hendry, and it changed my life. And I've since influenced many people into checking out Phil Hendry. My question for you is, let's say you're on a desert island and all you're going to have to listen to is three Phil Hendry characters for the rest of your life. What are yours? I don't want to bias you by telling you mine, so I might call back. So <laughs> that's my question. Um, and then uh, I guess my other question for you is, at the end, when you repeat your number, you say, baby, what is that a reference to? seems to me like that's an inside joke or a callback to something from before. But uh, thanks, Jeff, and keep up the great work. Bye. All right. Thank you. Thanks for calling in, Steve. Phil Hendry, yes. Oh, wait a minute. Ads versus reality. That's where, that's where you uh, happened into the, uh, into the Surf Report universe. Yeah, that thing was great. I mean, I had a good run with that. You know, it was in Rolling Stone magazine. It, was, it, it, was, it had, had a good run. What I would do is I would take an ad of fast food, uh, like burgers and stuff, and I would take I would compare the ad versus I'd go out and buy like a Big Mac, for instance. I'd take an, a, a Big Mac, a picture of a Big Mac from an ad, from a McDonald's ad, and then I would go buy a Big Mac and I would take a picture of it, try to take the picture from the same angle, and I would compare the two, and it became like this mini phenomenon Ads versus reality is what it was called. And I even bought that. Just recently, I bought that domain name. It took me years to get it, and I haven't used it for anything, but I own it. Anyway, I'm glad I'm glad you made your way to us, Steve. Um, Phil Hendry, uh, genius. Man, I, I don't throw that word around much. But that guy's a genius. He had a radio show that uh, was nationally syndicated. Well, first, it was local in L.A., 
And um, and then it, was, it became syndicated, and um, it was great. I mean, it, it's like one of the wildest. And and when I tell people about it, they they, they think it's hokey, or it sounds kind of hokey. But Phil is the uh, the host of the show, and then he has guests on who are also him. He also does the voices of the guests, <laughs> right? And it's a recurring. They're recurring characters. Like he he'll have the same people on. There's a whole bunch of them. I mean, it's not just like a few. He has a whole busload of characters that he has on there all the time. They're always and it's always some outrageous situation they're talking about. People call in. The thing was nationally syndicated, so there's people all around the country listening to this thing. They don't know it's fake because it sounds real. And they call in. They're outraged. He gets people whipped up. Oh, it's hilarious. And he interacts with the callers as the characters. Oh, it's like literally the funniest. I, I I can remember being out there when I lived in California. Driving. I was driving towards LAX on the 405 and I was listening to him listening to Phil Hendry show and I was I, I started laughing so hard that I literally got lightheaded and I almost passed out behind the wheel <laughs> and that's not that's not an exaggeration he is like und, just a, a genius of comedy I'm not even kidding Phil Hendry is his name I'll link to his website too um, but um, I'm glad I'm glad you enjoy him Steve as much as I do, and um, and that you're passing on the word, it's awesome. You ask me about three characters. If I if I was on a desert island and I could only listen to three Phil Hendry characters for the rest of my life, all right. Uh, first of all, it would have to be. I mean, there's a bunch of them. Like if I if I only can ch- only choose three, I mean, there's going to be a lot of great people left behind. <laughs> You know, but um, my favorite probably the one that I love consistently. Well, there's two that I love all the time, almost. Is uh, Lloyd Bonafide, Korean War veteran, perpetually pissed off, just full of rage, <laughs> always got some kind of grievance. Hilarious! I love that guy, Lloyd Bonafide. Second, uh, Steve Bozell. He's the guy who's always uh, filing a lawsuit, some kind of lawsuit against somebody for uh, for humiliating him in some way. <laughs> Usually, it's some kind of humiliation situation. You know, he's he's, he's got his lawyer Dolores Blazin game. He's always mentioned. She's never been on the show. He's just always referencing. You know, I've been talking to my my lawyer Dolores Blazin game. About we're going to bring a lawsuit, and it, it, it's always some ridiculous thing. And he always he gets real emotional. He starts crying and stuff. I mean, it is hilarious. There's this one episode. I mean, he's a big goofball. He own, he owns some kind of construction company, but he's he's like a goofball, and he, he gets himself in these situations, and people laugh at him, and then he wants to bring a lawsuit. One of my favorites is he he said he was in a he was in a Olive Garden dressed in western wear right he was dressed in western wear just as a fashion that's just he said it was in fashion <laughs> which i don't know if that's true or not but um so he was in he he was in uh, olive garden dressed in western wear he went to the men's room and when he came back he had toilet paper 
he had toilet paper stuck to one of his spurs, <laughs> right? And uh, people were laughing at him, and uh, you know he wanted to sue everybody in his family, he wanted to sue his kids, you know all this stuff. That's the kind of stuff that is just. I mean, there's a hundred of them where he where he's always wanting to sue people. Like one time he was eating it. I'm going to start talking about Phil Hendry for the rest of the. But um, one time his wife went to some kind of like uh, bachelorette party, and he had uh, she had these uh, these pop popsicles shaped like a penis in in his uh, freezer, and he was he was finished mowing the lawn, he, and he grabbed one of those things. He was standing out in his back backyard eating this penis shaped popsicle, and his uh, his neighbor. What is his name? Pettigrew or something? I can't remember. His last name's Pettigrew, I think. His neighbor uh, was over there, you know, making comments about it. He said he said he had the thing in his mouth all the way to the balls. <laughs> I don't know the things. I mean, it's just like there's hundreds and hundreds of these things. Hilarious, genius. So I'm going. I'm going. Um, I'm, going uh, I'm going Lloyd Bonafide. I'm going Steve Bozell. Both those guys kill me. And the third one, I'm going to get, this one's a little bit more obscure, but he's freaking hilarious. Herb Sewell, all right? He is a uh, convicted child molester. <laughs> uh, spent a lot of time in the um, in, in some kind of psychiatric prison for, for molesting. Eh, it's a little dark, but that guy, that guy kills me too. And he's all, he, he kind of like, you know, Phil, he and Phil go back and forth, and people call in. They're like, I can't believe it. But anyway, it's funnier than the way I make it sound. This guy's like crazy, Herb Sewell. I remember he told he, he told this story about shoving his wife out of his car while they're going down the Grapevine, which is a highway in um, in L.A. He said he said she just kept talking and talking and talking. So he just reached over <laughs> and um like kicked her door over, like pushed her door open on the passenger side of her car and just shoved her out. And he said her as she was falling backwards, her jaws continued to move. <laughs> she was continuing to talk as she fell backwards out of his moving out of a moving car going down the grapevine. Anyway. So, I don't know. I didn't mean to do ten minutes on Phil Hendry, but I love the guy. I have hundreds and hundreds of hours of Phil Hendry uh, uh, recordings on an external hard drive, and actually I moved them over into Dropbox so that you know they're safe. I love that guy, and I'm glad you I'm glad you're enjoying him too, Steve. I'll, I'll link to his uh, the Phil Hendry website in the show notes. Ah, you can't go wrong. That guy is great. So thanks for calling, Steve. That's a great question. And that thing, that inside joke thing, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you mean. Where you say when I'm given the telephone number? Is it when I'm, are you talking about when I go, again? I'm just saying the word again. Like I'm saying it twice, you know. 570-290-8151. Again? 570. <laughs> That's all. I don't know. Unless it's something else. I don't really understand the question. But anyway, thanks for calling, Steve. I appreciate it. I want to hear your three characters. Call back and let me know. I'd like to know. I'm, I'm curious. Um, and the next call is from Chris in Atlanta. And here it is. Hey, Jeff. This is Chris from Atlanta. Uh, just wanted to call and uh, touch on the, that latest episode where you're talking about Schlitz beer. 
Um, if I remember correctly, when I was a child in the seventies, the the ads used to say uh, "Go for the gusto," something like that. And even, even back then, I remember thinking, "What in the hell is gusto? And how do I obtain gusto? You know, do I have to drink the beer to get the gusto?" But anyway, um, yes, they still make Schlitz. Uh, being uh, that you lived in Atlanta, you probably remember Taco Mac. Uh, got a thousand beers or some such. Uh, one of them that I had last year was the, uh, the Schlitz. And I can't say it was that great. It was okay, but, uh, you know, it tastes kind of sweet. But, uh, so they, they do still have it. It's still available. Uh, and I'm not widely, I'm sure, but, uh, you can get a Taco Mac in Atlanta. Anyway, um, I uh, appreciate your uh, podcast. This is, I've been listening to it for about a year. I've been reading the uh, blog for many, many years and just been in the podcast for about a year. And uh, you're doing a great job, and I, I love listening to it every week. Uh, thanks, man. See you. All right. Thanks, Chris. Taco Mac. I forgot about that place. There was one of those. There's there's several of them around the city, as I recall. There was one in Virginia Highland. And it was like open face, like you open the front and like a garage door that they lifted up. And you could just like the whole front of the bar is open, I believe. And there's like you just sit there at, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but the whole the whole bar is just open to the to the elements. And that, that's right. They had like a thousand beers. It was like a, it was all in bottles and cans and stuff. I'm sure they have some on tap. I don't remember, but I remember that was their thing. And they had um, they had like every beer that you could think of, and they had a gigantic list. They had the, like some kind of punch card thing. Some back when I lived there, like you, you were supposed to try different kinds of beers, and then you get a free one or something. I don't remember the details, but Taco Mac. I totally forgot about that place. It's still around, I guess. That's cool. Schlitz beer. Ah, I'd love to have one. I'd love to try one of those. Um, so next time I'm in Atlanta, I'm gonna I'm gonna look for it when I'm in West Virginia. I'm gonna see if I can find some. Uh, it's got to be around. I think they, like you say, I think they're still making it, but it's just real obscure. You can't find it anywhere. But um, and that go for the gusto. You're right. I knew the word gusto was involved in their ads. That's right. That's what it was. Go for the gusto. They had some kind of weird ad campaign I read about. Said it turned people off. I don't think it was that part of it. There was something about it though, where the like the people were being kind of shitty or something. I'd read more about it. But anyway, they made a lot of mistakes in the seventies. Apparently, I did some you know I, I did some uh, research on the on the Schlitz. And um, I guess they made a lot of mistakes in the 70s, basically just, like, knocked themselves out of the top tier of beer makers into an obscure, basically almost went out of business, you know. I mean, I'm going to be on the lookout. If I see a Schlitz anywhere, if I see Schlitz, I'm going to buy a six-pack of it, and I'm going um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to drink it. I'm sure it's not very good, but uh, I want to I drink the 60s, the old 60s recipe, which is, I guess, what they're making now. They, they scrapped that 70s version which is part of their demise, and went back, and they're, they're brewing the 60s and before recipe, the original, the, uh, the, the one 
the one where they had all the success with. But anyway, that's that's cool. I, I want to go to Taco Mac. I got this hankering now to go to Taco Mac. Man, bringing back some memories, Chris. Thanks for calling. I appreciate that, and I will be on the lookout for. I'm going to be down south. I'm going to be down in Myrtle Beach. I'm going to look. I'm going to be on the lookout for Schlitz. <laughs> I mean, I have my, you know, you know, some people, you know, they have their projects. I have mine, you know. I'm going to be on the lookout for Schlitz. All right. Thanks, Chris. This next call is from Patrick, and here it is. Hey, Jeff, this is Patrick here. Um, like to uh, chime in on a couple of things. Uh, first, uh, you mentioned TikTok. Um, it's a, I recently got it. Eh, I'm about halfway on it. It's a tremendous waste of time. And yeah, the dances are fucking stupid. And yeah, everybody's got, you know, trying to, you know, put out their political opinion. You know, you see some dude sitting in a truck with his Oakley's. Now I'm fucking scrolling right past that shit. No, you haven't, you know. But there is a lot of funny shit on there. There's some really funny videos that uh, I think maybe just your sense of humor out there. I really think you would like it to get a chance. But man, it's it's just like a uh, it's just like a Neil Young discography box set. You got to scroll through a lot of bullshit to get to to something good. Um, but another thing, um, there's a guy in my neighborhood when I was a kid uh, used to work on old British sports cars and. Every time I go over there, he was always smoking a Marlboro and drinking old Milwaukee. And, uh, so he was telling me that, you know, here in Memphis back in the sixties and seventies, there was a Schlitz brewery and he worked at the brewery. And of course, you know, they, like you said, they, they changed a bunch of stuff and they closed it down. But he, uh, he told me he's drink old Milwaukee because it was, he said it tasted exactly like the old recipe for Schlitz did. So. If you're interested in that, um, uh, yeah, find just some old Milwaukee if you want to uh, find out what the old uh, recipe for Schlitz tastes like. And uh, the last thing was uh, prank calls. Yeah, we are crank calls, however you want to say it. Man, that was one of my pastimes back in junior high. And here <laughs> we had a we had a Ted Nugent in our phone book uh, here. And man, we used to light that guy up so bad. And, uh, <laughs> one time the one really one that comes to mind is the guy, when he got him so wound up, he was going yelling into the phone going, Ted Nugent, the rock star does not live here. A friend Billy said, man, I don't know why you're so mad. I just want some damn Yankees tickets. And yeah, that was, that was always a lot of fun, a lot of fun, but yeah, you can't. Can't call her ID. Can't do that anymore. Anyway, um, anyway, Jeff, keep it up. Uh, see you on the show. Bye. TikTok, huh? I don't know. I mean, I I told you I took that class, that Six Sigma. I took that Six Sigma class, and the, the guy who ran that thing was always talking about TikTok all the time, about how great it is. I'm like, I don't know about that. You know, I don't need. I don't know, but um. I hear people say that it's hilarious. I see people sitting in the break room at work just like laughing and laughing at tears rolling down their face. I'm like, what the? So I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm very, it's going it, to, you know, it's going to take a lot to get me to download that thing. <laughs> Tell you the truth. I don't doubt there's some funny stuff on there because there's some funny people out there. 
But um, like you say, it's like a Neil Young discography. <laughs> that's, that's a great analogy. Um, you get you got to scroll through. You know, there's some stuff that's questionable, you know. So, um, you know, I don't know about that. I don't know about TikTok, but uh, I know I keep hearing people say that it's uh, worthy. It's worth it. I don't know. We'll, 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 as I sit here right now, not going to happen. But tomorrow I might change my mind. I don't know. I might end up being like the biggest TikTok fan in the in the North America. I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll, you know stay tuned. <laughs> but um, and and you're you're talking you're calling about Schlitz too. Yeah, you know, I, I like your story about the guy who used to work in the Schlitz and he he drinks old Milwaukee. Says it tastes exactly like. I don't, I'll I'll test that out. I don't think I've had an old Milwaukee. Uh, since probably the 80s, since I, probably since I left West Virginia. I don't think I've had one of those things. I remember this guy, this friend of mine, Vincent, was his name. There was this, there was back when we were in high school and right after, he, he went, there was this uh, club there, this bar, well, it was, a, it was a club called Galaxy 2000. And they used to have all these nights, you know, where you can go over there and spend $5 for unlimited beer, you know, that kind of stuff. Every night they had some kind of drink special or some kind of crazy shit going on. You ever heard of that penny till you pee thing? Where you can drink for a penny until somebody in the bar urinates? Have you ever heard about this? It's like, so you have like social pressure. There's like massive social pressure to not pee. You ever heard about this? Soon as soon as the first per first, soon as the first person urinates, <laughs> then everything goes back to regular prices. But this is the kind of stuff they used to have over there. But he he's I remember he told me told us that he went over there one night and it was one of those five dollars you pay five dollars at the door and then it's just unlimited beer for the rest of the night. I don't know if it was five dollars, but whatever the amount was. And um he said they were it was old Milwaukee. I remember he told me whenever I think when I hear old Milwaukee, I think of this story, and he said he drank a whole bunch of it. You know, he just drank throughout the night, and he said he was um, he, <laughs> he said he was in bed <laughs> that night, and um, he said he, he he said he drank all that Milwaukee old Milwaukee, which is like really you know carbonated to the max, one of those cheap American you know pilsners, you know, and um. And he, he's laying in bed. He's a, he's in full of sleep, and he said he he farted so loud <laughs> that he woke his mother up down the she was down the hall. He like woke his mother up farting in the middle of the, <laughs> in the middle of the night. I just remember him telling that story for some reason. I don't know why would I remember something like that, you know. But anyway, old Milwaukee, I'll try, I'll test it out. I'll try it out and um and see. It. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't know enough. I don't think I've ever had a Schlitz. If I did, it was probably the '70s version, the the terrible version. So I don't know. I don't. I, I wouldn't know if it tasted the same or not. But I'll I'll, I'll tell you, if I have an opportunity to have to buy one can of old Milwaukee. I'll do it. You know, I'll, I'll check it out. And I'll be on the lookout for that, too. And I love your story about Ted Nugent. <laughs> Ted, Lug Ted Nugent, the rock star. <laughs> that is hilarious. Does not live here. I can hear that happening. I, we used to get people so wound up, especially those Zitzelbergers that I was talking about in the last episode. They get those people so fired up if they're ready to have a stroke or something. So, you know, their brains are going to explode, you know. 
So anyway, I can hear that. I love it. I love it. Well, you can't do that anymore. And I say crank calls. Everybody, a lot of people say prank calls. I don't know. I don't know which is right. But I know what you're talking about. Ted Nugent. The, the local Ted Nugent. I just want damn Yankees tickets. <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks, Patrick. Uh, you guys call anytime you want. I love it. It helps. It, it, it adds to the, to the episodes, and I appreciate it. It's fun. I love it. So you guys call in again. Thanks again to Steve, Chris, and Patrick, especially. And if you guys want to join them in the next episode, 570-290-8151. Again, 570-290-8151 is the number. Well, it won't be the next one. It'll be the, you know, the next one's a Patreon episode. I don't usually put calls in those. It'll be the next uh, one on the main network. So um, give me a call. And, uh, you know, and it, it, it's awesome. I love it. So also, if you want two of these a week instead of a, me- a measly one, patreon.com slash jeffk is the place to go. Sign up for a $4 or more monthly donation. You get an extra episode every week. So do it today. If you want If you want to double down on these, we have it all set up for you. Patreon.com slash Jeff K. And the surfreportpod.com website is up and running. That's where all the show notes, I'll, I'll link to some of the insanity that I, I'll, I'll link to that uh, King Charles, as they call him, article from the New York Post. That's oh, fantastic. And it's a breakfast box and all that. So check that out, surfreportpod.com. And I'm going to West Virginia tomorrow. I'm going to try to post this thing tonight. So by the time you hear this, I'm probably going to be on the way. Driving and driving and driving and driving. At least the older boy listens to the same kind of music I do. Mostly. He gets a little bit into the, the, the Jimi Hendrix and shit. I don't want to hear that. You know, I don't have anything against Jimi Hendrix. I like him in theory. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to sit and listen to like some live recording of him just go, just going on and on. I don't like that kind of shit, you know? <sighs> but anyway, you know, I can steamroll. He's going to listen to what we want to, what I want to listen to. That's the way it's going to go. What do you think about that? So anyway, we can, we're going to drive tomorrow. So you guys, until next time, which will have to be, I don't know. The Patreon episode probably won't come out until maybe like early next week, because I'm going to be on the road, and I'll have you know I have all kinds of stuff to tell you guys, and I have pictures. Check out my Instagram; I'll link to that too. I'll post pictures up there. All right, we're done. <laughs> Going on and on and on. You guys have yourselves a fine, fine day. Until next time, which will be over on the Patreon side. You guys have yourselves a fine, fine day. I can't do I can't do the ending anymore. I'm like all messed up. Anyway. I'll see you guys soon. Have a good one. Bye. Bill Hendry, 1-800-449-8686. All right, let's go to uh, Lloyd. Hi, Lloyd. You're on the Phil Hendry Show. Lloyd, you there, buddy? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Yeah, Phil, is that you? Yes, sir, it is. Yes, uh, I, I enjoy your program very much. Thank you, sir. Uh, Phil, I'm a little bit surprised that there haven't been boy, uh, many calls about uh, this Ward Cleaver and, and the, the horror of what he uh, did up in Oregon. He's been accused of murder and, and, and rape and torture. Ward Cleaver. That's the guy on the Oregon thing? Yes, sir. This, this man, uh, uh, it's a little surprising. This is a gentleman who raised two good-looking boys. 
and had been married to his wife, June. Ward Weaver, I'm being told, is his name. The guy who was arrested? Yeah, he was on the show, Leave It to Cleaver. Leave It to the, to the uh, Cleaver. No, sir. Ward Weaver is the guy in Oregon. This murderer, this scumbag? Yes, sir. On that program, uh, Leave It to Weaver. It's not Leave It to Weaver. The show was called uh, Leave It to Beaver. That's this. Leave It to Beaver. Leave It to Beaver. And he raised two boys... You know, I'm gonna. T we used to watch that program. Well, wait a minute. Let's before you go off on anything. The guy that they arrested in Oregon is named Ward Weaver. It's not Ward Cleaver. Yeah, Ward Cleaver is the murderer. No, it is not the murderer. Ward Cleaver is the guy that was on the TV show. Uh, leave, leave it to a cleaver. Not leave it to a cleaver. It was leave it to Beaver. The guy's name was Ward Cleaver. The guy up in Oregon is named Beaver Cleaver. I mean, the guy. Uh, the guy in Oregon's Beaver Cleaver. No, the guy in Oregon is named Ward Cleaver. The guy who was on the TV show was Beaver Weaver. I mean, was Beaver... Be who was Beaver? Beaver Cleaver was the kid on the show. And, and Wally... Was Wally put away for murder? Wally put away for murder? Wally was his older brother. Wally Cle... Wally Cleaver, right? What, what was the show Leave It to, we uh, to Weavers? The Weavers were a singing group, weren't they? The Weavers... Okay, look, um, and I'm sorry I'm raising my voice. No, but you need to understand that we were big fans of the Cleaver, uh, the, the, uh, Cle the, the Leave It to the Cleaver. What is up with the Leave It to the Cleaver? Leave It to Beaver. Yeah, that's what I mean. You were who? Well, my, my wife Lois and I, she passed on. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that, sir. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I am so glad that Lois had that cerebral hemorrhage because it would break her heart to know that the family she so admired on television, the Leave It to uh, the, the Beaver, Leave It to a Beaver. No, it wasn't. See, that's the problem. It's, it's not called Leave It to a Beaver. It was called. I'm sorry. It's Leave It. Leave It to your Beaver. Leave It to Beaver. Leave It to Beaver. That's right. And the program was populated by these sick, twisted, and criminal animals headed by this Ward uh, Ward Beaver. No, no, Ward Beaver. Ward, that's the guy. Ward Beaver. No, Ward Beaver was the father. Now, Ward, Ward, uh, Ward. Who was Ward Beaver? There was no Ward Beaver. The kid's name was Beaver. The father's name was Cleaver. And and the guy in Oregon is Beaver Cleaver. No, it's no. I mean, it's Ward Beaver. No, Ward Ward Weaver. That's who is, uh, so. Beaver Cleaver wasn't a murderer. Beaver Cleaver was a kid on TV. Sir, with all due respect, are you? Uh, Retired. Uh... No, hey, let me, let, hey, 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 let me tell you what. I'm a, I'm a, war, a Korean War veteran, and uh, uh, my mind is as sharp as a, as a, as a tack. So don't, don't go there. All right. Well, I, if you say you're as sharp as a tack, okay, you're Appar apparently. Hold on. Apparently, the father's on death row right now. Weaver is uh, the father is is Beaver Cleaver. That's what I got. No, the father is the father of this Ward Weaver. There's no Beaver Cleaver. The hell there wasn't. Well, there was a beaver cleaver. Now, the other guy is Lumpy Rutherford, who uh, butchered up six school children. Or did I, did I get that wrong? Oh, no, that was Ted Bundy. Well, how can you make that mistake? Huh? How do you make the, the thing between Ted Bundy and Lumpy Rutherford? Well, I knew one of them was guilty of murdering women. Oh, yeah, so automatically Lumpy Rutherford must be the guy. I knew it was either Lumpy Rutherford or Richard Ramirez. I couldn't figure out. Jesus. 
Now, you remember, Phil, uh, the guy who killed Sharon Tate, Whitey? He, the Charles Manson. Oh, okay. I keep getting them confused. Let, let me ask you a question. Eh? How do you confuse Whitey with Charles Manson? Well, I knew that Ward, uh, Eddie Haskell ran a gang out, out of uh, Florida, uh, Texas with Otis Toole. Eddie Haskell? Yeah, he was a notorious serial murderer. You know what, pal? Go put some flowers on your dead wife's grave. Hey, 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 hey. Don't start treating me like I'm some senile old, old fool just because I said the show is called Leave It to Someone's Beaver. Because the program... Okay. Thank you very much for your call. Oh, you're just an ageist. Uh, yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm uh, you know... Yeah, yeah, you're racist. Yeah, that's, that's me. Okay. Ward Weaver's the guy in Oregon. Ward Cleaver was the dad. Beaver Cleaver was the kid. The show's called Leave It to Beaver. And Lumpy Rutherford wasn't the one that killed all those women. It was Ted Bundy. Hi, you're on the Phil Henry Show. R.C. Yes, sir. I wanted to call in and clarify some of the comments of the, pre the previous caller. Lumpy Rutherford never killed no women. That was Ted Bundy. Yes, thank you. But a lot of people make that mistake. Yeah, sure, that's right. Famous serial killers, was it? Oh, I'm sorry, it wasn't Lumpy Rutherford, it was Ted Bundy. Yeah, and Eddie Haskell was in um, Alice Cooper. Okay, 